Welcome to season two of the Age Sister podcast. This season, we're talking all about women at work. So let's get started with today's expert. Hey, everyone. I'm super excited to have Denise LaSalle on the show today. Denise brings over 20 years experience as a human resources executive and is a true mastermind for teaching others to understand the critical importance of goal setting. She's the founder and CEO of Do Better Goal Getter, which she created to help business women take their dreams and turn them into goals to fulfill their life's purpose. She's insightful, empathetic, and most importantly, deeply concerned about the growth and success of the women around her. If you find yourself feeling stuck, unfulfilled, limited, and are ready to tap into your full potential, Denise is available to keep you motivated and relentless towards attaining success. So welcome, Denise. It's so great to have you with me today. I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you, Kate. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Um, so I guess I just start out by asking you to tell us about your journey. What brought you to doing the work that you do today? Um, honestly, it was, you know, uh, a bit of a decision. Um, I started off as a receptionist. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of history about myself. So I started off as a receptionist um, and ended up being becoming an HR executive and I know the two sounds kind of far, but, you know, if you think about it, everyone who's ever landed in an HR role got there by mistake. (laughs) And I say that because um, usually, you know, no one really ever grows up saying, hey, I want to be an HR executive. It's usually a firefighter or police officer or something along those lines. So I got into HR. because the the um, HR assistant at the time was kind of slacking, but I fell in love with the role and what it you know the the training and the implementing and the development of um, our employees and and people of course and in, in bringing out the best of them. So as my career started taking off in HR, I decided to go to school and obtain. excuse me, a degree um, to back up my knowledge and experience and have implemented, educated, trained, and monitored and problem-solved various strategic business decisions, uh, all while ensuring company HR policy and procedures were followed. So um, I have 20 years of experience training employees, managers, and executives with that, I recently stepped away, <clears throat> excuse me, from corporate setting due to extreme burnout, stress, and overwhelm, and decided to take off, take some time off, and then COVID hit. And within that, I decided to start a business and became a certified life coach, a certified goal setting coach, and the founder and CEO of Do Better Goal Getter, which I created to help women overcome the barriers of feeling stuck, unfulfilled, and limited by helping them to develop unstoppable motivation in pursuit of goal success. However, I also still coach and train multiple business owners, CEOs, and executives to understand the critical importance of goal setting, legal compliance, and emotional intelligence, diversity and inclusion, 
um, and positive leadership, which is all required for running a successful business, but on a more consultant basis. Wow. Amazing. That <laughs> sounds amazing. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm super interested in this idea about um, before the pandemic that you were going through this kind of burnout um, and that your solution to that, like a lot of women um, in that situation, you know, you need to make a change. You thought about opening your own business, but why goal setting? Why is that so key? You know, I've just like with myself, we, we tend to, as women, put ourselves on the back burner, right? We, we have the career, we have the family, we put so many things in front of our pursuit, um, our, our inspirations and aspirations and desires. And we say, you know, we're going to get to it once um, I retire or once you know, the family as well, or the kids are grown or they're off to college or, and we tend to find ourselves in this place of not knowing how to get back to, to where we want to be. Because for me, I would have to say, I felt guilty. A lot of the times I felt guilty in putting myself first and foremost, especially in front of my family. And um, finding my footing in, in saying, no, no, it's okay to give myself that. It's okay to do that for myself. It's okay to um, go back to school and, and, and finish my education and obtain a degree. Sometimes it's hard to navigate that through everything that um, you already have going on. So with the goal setting, I developed a couple courses, um, even a five-day mini course to just help show women um, the simplicity of taking an idea, defining your why, and initiating the steps for creating an outline for getting your goal accomplished. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like for a lot of us, and especially as you know, you know, the women I work with are in midlife and beyond. And it sounds like a lot of us sort of lose ourselves. And the goal setting is maybe just a bit more of that North Star. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. I love yeah. that idea. Tell me about some of the other challenges that you see um, that are maybe a bit more unique to women and maybe a bit more unique to this time period in life. So with the women that you work with, are there any, you know, themes that come up in terms of challenges around midlife? Um, mostly what I see is limiting beliefs, uh, lack of confidence, um, imposter syndrome is, you know, a big one, not believing that they have the capabilities to do what it is that they desire, let alone, um, believe in themselves enough to where they think anyone would hear or listen to what, what it is that they have to say. That even felt true for me, um, I suffered a lot from thinking that I didn't have you know, enough to say or, or value to put into the world. Um, and mainly because my confidence was pretty low 
at the time, um, I was dealing with a lot in life. There was a lot of hardships that kind of happened, unexpected circumstances, relationships, family issues, career. A lot of things started to dwindle and um, spiral out of control a little bit. And unfortunately, it kind of all happened at the same time. And in those moments, you know, we tend to think that it's happening to us when in actuality it's happening for us because we're learning, we're developing, and we're finding ourselves in that moment. And, you know, I was kind of down about losing a lot of family members and friends and people that I thought were in my corner as I decided to start my own business and leave my 20 plus career behind. Um, and people thought I was crazy for doing that and, and you, you know, not knowing the outcome of, of what this would bring me and if, if I would even be successful at it. So I kind of had to do what I needed to do for me because I had the initial calling in my gut. I had the, the instinct that kept pulling me towards doing this thing and just launching out and trying it and giving it my all. And as I network and, and you know, um, build relationships with, with other women, I'm, I'm hearing the same exact stories. Same yeah. exact issues that I struggled with. We're all struggling with it, but I don't think we talk about it enough so that people could understand that all of this is normal, all of it is life, and there's nothing wrong with you. Um, so that we can, you know, step out on on faith and, and take a chance. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's not the end of the world. You know, every... Every mistake is a lesson learned, um, and you just go back and and try again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think one of the most profound things that you said there is that idea of it's not happening to us, but it's happening for us. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Um. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Like for me like I said, with, you know, the issues in, I was in a relationship, you know, for well over 10 years and um, everything within that relationship, as well as my job, um, my family, everything seemed to be falling apart. And I spent a lot of time um, emotionally distraught, feeling broken because I couldn't control. It was like it was beyond my control. Everything that was, there was nothing I could do to piece everything back together and fix it. Um, and some of these things that, you know, even though it felt like it was be all happening at the time of starting this business, it's almost as if it was destined. You know, it was all almost as if it was supposed to happen. And um, I'm finding myself now realizing like those people or those connections weren't supposed to be part of this new process um, in me developing who I am and understanding. Because when I look back at those relationships, there I never really set boundaries for them. And most of them were taking a toll on me. Um, and uh, they, 
they weren't for my benefit and they were actually going to distract me more than allow me to be more productive in what it was that I wanted to do. So they would have taken my focus off of this business um, and had it be more about them. Yeah. Why do you think, I mean, I love, I love that description and it sounds like a lot of that took a lot of courage, right? To make a change like from relationships and change of work and, you know, a lot of women sort of just push through and say, well, I'm just going to keep doing this because that's what I'm meant to do. Or that's what, you know, it's a bit more duty driven, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you think? Denise, tell me about what happens to women when they do that, when they just push through and they ignore all those things that you're talking about, those signs or the, you know, maybe using that a bit more as your guide. Um, What happens if they just ignore those messages? Oh, um, burnout, (laughs) overwhelm, Mm -hmm. stress, uh, depression, mental illness. Um, I could go on and on. There's so much. Like I was the same way. I was at my last employer for a few years and the first year I boarded, it was great. You know, they um, appreciated me. I felt valued. I was thanked a lot. And um, mainly it was because when they hired me, it was out of pure desperation and need because um, they needed someone to come in and just kind of fix everything for them and and build um, policies and implement policies and procedures and things like that. So after in the beginning, it was fine, but I'd say year two, I started to notice changes. And those changes affected me because they wanted me to be on call 24-7. There was no downtime. Um, whatever the issue was, whether it be at midnight or four o'clock in the morning, there was this expectation for me always needing to respond. And I was, you know, of course, as anyone bothered by that because there was no separation in where my personal time ended or began versus when the job, you know, started or be, or, or ended. So all of that became like this big ball of confusion. And... Um, I stayed on my the job for years to come, even though it started to take a toll on me. And I noticed certain things at the end, like at six months, my last six months is when I was like, I can't do this anymore. I, I mean, I was under so much burnout and stress. Um, I didn't like who I was becoming as a person. Like I saw the changes in myself. Um, I saw the health issues start to happen within within my body and first like starting off with a lump in my breast which we all know is extremely scary and you know thank god it was benign but then I also noticed that whenever I brush my hair like there was so much hair just always on the brush coming out and I couldn't sleep at night and 
it would start off with a glass of wine, ended up being the bottle at times just to be able to fall asleep. And when I fell asleep, I would grind my teeth in the night. Um, I also started to develop polyps, which was like this skin tag that would grow on your uterus. And depending on um, how long you let it go, you know, it can, it can, it can grow to be pretty huge. But you know because your cycle is extremely heavier, um, the cramping is more intense. And um, I would go to the doctor probably, I would say maybe about every three to four months because I would notice the change. And I got so good at knowing when I had a polyp and no one knows why polyps exist. That's the thing. No one knows what, how they come about or what causes them to come about. You just have them or you don't. And um, I would have to go get these things cut off. And of course, they treated it as an outpatient. So it wasn't like I needed to be laid up in the hospital for a time. But I have to say, since leaving my employer, I have not had not one polyp. Not one. No, no more issues with my breasts. I've gone back. N nothing. Like I've noticed no grinding of the teeth. I'm able to sleep through the night. I don't need wine to do it. Um, you know, I, I don't wake up with that anxiety. I used to leave work fine on Friday. I would be okay on Saturday, but come Sunday, I have a headache or my back hurts or it was my neck. It was always some type of ache or pain come Sunday, which would have me call off on Monday. And that was due to the anxiety and stress that I would feel knowing that I would have to report back to that place on Monday. That's a pretty significant impact on your health. Um, amazing. So my job, as you know, is to help employers keep women like you in the workplace yeah. um, and support them. And I think employers really are, maybe are not aware of some of the things that are going on in the background that cause women to leave. Mm -hmm. um, and you think right now about the great resignation and how many women are leaving the workforce because Absolutely. of these pressures. What what could you say to an employer who was working with a woman, especially a woman in midlife, um, who may have some of those other challenges going on? What would have helped you in that situation other than, you know, the time boundary around contact? I would say if I could have had someone listen and understand and not take me as being, quote unquote, emotional um, because that's a huge one. Every time a woman has a conversation um, and asserts herself um, in wanting to know or explain the, the the difficulties of what she's facing, it's either she, you know, she's told she's too emotional or um, having a temper tantrum is, you know, something that I heard one of my clients say, um, so understanding that there's there's a difference um, in who we are as people, but then also respecting the boundary and the concern of that individual. You know, having the emotional intelligence 
to just listen. You're not going to have the answer. It is not always, it's not always your job to have the answer, but to be supportive enough to understand and care and have that compassion for knowing that this person might need um, to take a few days off or, um, you know, to tend to themselves to go to the doctor or, or just a couple, you know, mental health day or something like that. Those are things that I kind of, you know, teach when I offer leadership courses and training, organizational training and development uh, courses. Those are things I ask for, of managers and C-suites to, to kind of understand when it comes to their employees, mm-hmm. especially women. That's such helpful advice. Um, all of all of what you've told me so far has um, been really, really helpful. Is there a question that I should be asking you, or you'd like to you'd like to talk more about? Um, no, I you know I I don't have one. <laughs> I thought about it, but no, I I don't. There isn't a question. Okay. And where can our listeners find more about you, um, about your work? Right now I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn at Denise LaSalle, and that's D-E-N-I-S-E-L-A-S-A-L-L-E. Um, you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Do Better Goal Getter, and that's G-O-A-L. Um and then I also have a Facebook group, uh, Do Better Goal Getter, where I offer weekly lunch and learn webinars every Thursday for free inside the Facebook group. And um, like this week's training topic is going to be triumphing over mediocrity. Uh, so please, if you're interested, join the group. You can also email me. I offer courses, goal setting courses, leadership, confidence building. I have one-on-one coaching. I also wrote an ebook called The Three Simple Principles to Goal Setting. And if you use the code Age Sister, you can purchase it for 50% off. Um, but for more information, please email me at info do better goal getter, and that's D-O-B-E-T-T-E-R-G-O-A-L-G-E-T-T-E-R.com. And I or someone from my team will be happy to assist. Amazing. Amazing. And I'll make sure that um, we have all of your information in the show notes as well. And Denise, thank you so much for joining me today. That was just great. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Kate. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Age Sister Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review the episode on your favorite podcast app. We'll also be posting the show notes and any other important information at www.cardeahealthconsulting.com.